This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. We appreciate you listening. Please uh, subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Mitch Gray Show, G-R-A-Y is how you spell that, not E-A-Y. So go subscribe to the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where we post most of our uh, interviews and some other great content as well to help develop your leadership ability. Another great guest on the show. Oh, I'm telling you, I say this every episode and I have for two years. I'm so honored to meet such great people. Um, I, I call them friends because even though I've only spoken with most of them for a few hours, they become great friends. And um, so today, another new friend, Mr. Steve Gamlin. Steve, welcome to the Mitch Gray Show, brother. Thank you, Mitch. Very happy to be here. Looking forward to our conversation, to our this new conversation, because we've yes. already had several great ones. We've had some amazing ones, and now we're going to let people listen in, right? We're going to let people listen in, so it's going to be good. Um, Steve, you are a um, motivational speaker, but I love the motivational firewood guy. I love that. We'll dig into that here in a little bit. Sure. Um, you use visualization and humor to teach your clients um, to see desired outcomes, to understand their why to build action plans to achieve them. And you're actually going to do a little bit of that with me today. So let's just dive right in. What do you say? We'll come back to your bio after the good stuff. I'm ready to give the people what they came for. You good? You got it. Let's rock. All right. So you, one of the things you really um, are, are known for is your vision board mastery. In fact, you have a course that people can take. And so before we dive in, I want to ask the question, what is the power of visualizing things in life? Let's start there and then we'll dig into the work. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is you think of how people set goals and what's the weakest version of goals, New Year's resolutions, ah. where people wake up January 1st, maybe a little hungover, not feeling too great. And they say, okay, this is the year right. I want to be happier. I want to be healthier. I want to make more money. Well, it's very reactionary in, yes. in that moment. Because they're going, oh, dear God, I do not want to ever wake up like this again. So they throw those really bland goals out there. Well, how likely are those, and we know the stats, to stick? Visualization is about 20 rungs up the ladder from that. It's knowing where you are right now, but also knowing where you want to be, say, in a year from now. And don't start with the you know 20 years from now thing, because you're not going to stay committed to that. Think right. one year from now, how you would like your life to be different how it will look, feel, sound, smell, what you'll have to be like to get there. And when you have your point A and your point B, congratulations. If you make a vision board with all that, you've got a wall-mounted GPS right. in your life. <laughs> so it's going where you are, where you want to go. A wall-mounted GPS. That is, that is, that is such an, a, a little nugget that if you, if you miss it, um, you've missed it. That's a great, you know, the, the, the most, empowering in my mind piece of new year's resolution data every year is gym memberships i used to have a couple of friends that owned gym gyms and and they were like yeah mid to end of january we quadruple ourselves by the beginning of march all those people that are paying for the next year aren't showing up <laughs> and they're like we've quadrupled sales 
but the activity by the beginning of March has gone back down to where it was in December and it's every year. And so we all do it right. And that to me is the greatest example of how bad new year's resolutions really can be. Oh yeah. I remember one time, you know, paying my annual fee and then for whatever reason, probably just laziness, uh, I didn't go for most of that year. And when I showed up in December thinking ahead for my goals for the next year, I walked in, I said, Okay. And I swear to God, the computer giggled when I put my card in and it calculated how many days it had been. And I just looked at the person and I said, like what you've done with the place. You're welcome. I think I paid for some of that paint in the light bulb that was burned out, you know, 11 months ago, last time I was here, I see you've had it fixed. You're welcome. Right, right. That new piece of equipment that I'm finally going to try out. I yeah. bought that. Yeah, I yeah. It should have my name on it. My email. Yes, yes. This machine donated by Steve Gamlin's gym membership that he hasn't used. I love <laughs> that it. He hasn't I used, love. Yeah. But that that is a great example of how we set goals, though, right? And and I love that idea of of having that GPS. And so, talking about visualization, that's a word that people hear often. We see it on social media quite a bit. So I brought you on the show because I loved our conversation quite a few weeks ago, and I really loved the message that you preach and the ideas that you teach, and your content follows suit, and I know your clients have great testimonials of what you've done. So for my audience and for anyone listening, we're going to kind of give them a live run through for the next 30 minutes or so, um, talking about visualization you're going to use a process that you use that people, um, you know, you're going to give us a teaser of what people would get in your program. Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive in. You're going to use me as a guinea pig and we're going to go for it. So let's have some fun. I'm going to give you the controls for those that are listening. Make sure you get ready to take notes, listen back to this episode, and then we'll let you know how you can contact Steve at the end of the show. So it's all yours, my friend. I am yours to change forever. Let's go. Sounds great, Mitch. And uh, I will give a, a very brief, you know, bullet pointed overview of the steps. But what I want to do is, is as though you're walking into my office or I'm coming to visit you, uh, where we would start with this process, whether it's you as an individual or part of a company team, whatever it is. Yes. I always start off with a very simple tool that's out there. If you Google life wheel, you see what looks like an old wagon wheel and it has different pie shaped areas. And this is to represent all the different parts of your life, all of which are working together at all times. And you and I share the same opinion. These people that said, Oh, I'm trying to strive for work life balance. No, there is no such thing. I prefer Tony Sai. He was the, uh, he's the late former founder of Zappos. And he talked about work-life integration. Yes. And the areas of our life, our career, our finances, our physical health, our emotional well-being, our spirituality, ethics, morals, and integrity, our relationships, all these different areas of our life are working together at all times. So if you can think of one of your goals that say, again, we're not going to go 20 years out, let's say one year out, what is one part of your life that you would like to improve and develop a vision for, say, a year from now? What would that be? Mm, love that. I'm going to go with professionally um, from okay. that perspective, and that is turning my consulting business into a six-figure business. I'm not there yet. That, that is an actual one-year goal that I have, so we're going to deal with some real stuff. Okay. 
So think of, and you don't have to give any answers here because I never want to broadcast anybody's opinion. Think of either the words you would use to describe where your business is at right now, or if you're more of a numerical person, say on a scale of one to 10, where would you, and again, you can keep it inside your head. Okay. Think of a number that you would use to evaluate it right now, because not enough people remember it. You got to know that starting point to get somewhere else. Yes. You know, otherwise you're a pirate walking around with an, <laughs> a map with an X on it and you're going, Argus might be over here. And you just keep right. digging because you don't know where the first reference point is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually give it to you on a scale of one to 10. Okay. Um, I, I would say combining everything from business to satisfaction to um, where I would really like to go. I would say I'm a three on a scale of one to 10. That's Okay. That's the perspective I would have now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're on the scale, right? Yes. So it's, it's somewhere it's, it's somewhat yes. developed. You just have to get it to bigger, wider, broader reach, whatever it is, or, or fine tune your message or your audience or whatever it is you might be looking for. Okay. So we have that as a reference. Where would you like it to be, say a year from now? And I know the, you know, the hundred thousand, the six figures, what would you like it to look like, feel like, sound like, be like? Uh, what would you like the structure to be? How many hours would you want to be working in the business versus on the business? Mm -hmm. Will you have to bring in maybe a coach or a mentor who's already at that level or above who's coaching other people to do it? Because one of the things we fail to realize is we we should not even expect ourselves to do all of this on our own. Yes. If yes. we could, we would have done it by now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Some people say, this is the year I'm going to buckle down. It's like, well, yes. no, you haven't advanced your knowledge or your skills do you know what the next step is? Well, not really. I'll read a book. I'll watch a YouTube video. So I want to answer those. I want to answer those because I really want to give the audience some tangible, usable. Um, I want them to see how your process works. And so I'm going to answer those questions. Um, in a year from now, so I said on a scale of one to 10, I would say I'm about a three right now. Yeah. A year from now, I'd like to double that to a six. Um, now, my thinking is I, I want to leave room for you know, I do have 10 year growth. Right. And so um, I feel like sometimes and, and my nature is and a lot of us are this way. We're like one year from now, I want to be a nine or a 10. It's like, OK, but that's a massive jump. And so I want to double to a six um, on a scale of one to 10. I want to have a minimum of one part time person working uh, with me. I'm not going to say for me, but I want to have a part time person working with me. I actually have already taken action that in, in about two months, I am starting a coaching program. And so that's a step that I am taking to kind of answer that other question you alluded to. So in a year from now, I want to be a six. I want to have a minimum of a part-time person working with me and I want to be at six figures. Okay. Is it going to be a home-based business and, and me not knowing if it is now, or if you actually have a physical office outside of your home? You know, that's something important to see as well, because you're yes. talking about creating the environment during uh, during which, during the workday, you're going to be, that's your professional hat. You're going to kind of be there. Whereas those of us who work from home, we wear multiple hats throughout the day. Yes. And it can be a bit distracting. So is it more of uh, home office based or will you be external somewhere? So years ago, I learned I'm terrible working from home. <laughs> I've been self-employed for a decade and a half and I just because because I get distracted. So I've had an office for a very long time. I will continue to have an office. My part-time person, that could be optional. Um, I don't really have 
total clarification on that because it could be a remote person that's in another country potentially. And I'm open to that. So mm -hmm. uh, my, my goal for hiring someone part-time is clarity in action and someone that has a lot of drive and is ready to, to get the job done and grow. Um, mm -hmm. Location for them doesn't matter. So I will still be in an office as I have been for a while. Yeah. Yep. And have you already worked out the job description as far as the duties that that person would be taking on as far as the structure underneath your business or would it be more be like the, well, I don't have time for this. So I'm going to offload this. Uh, is it a structured process for the tasks that that person would have? My preference is to have a specific area of work. So it could potentially be, and these are a few things I'm entertaining, mm -hmm. hiring someone 20 hours a week to run social media. Uh, and do some videography or hiring someone 20 hours a week to do lead generation, basically some management booking gigs type of a situation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't believe it's effective to have someone that you just load stuff. I think it's frustrating for them. I think it's frustrating for me. And I think it, it lacks clarity in here's what needs done. And so like, if you were to ask me in a year from now, if I had 40 hours a week in revenue to pay out, I would probably hire two part-time people to do specific work rather than one full-time person to be a jack of all trades. Cause I just don't think the work gets done efficiently. Right. So it will be very specific, um, very project based. Here's what you do. Any other ideas that you bring to the table or bonuses, but here's the work that needs done. So, yeah. And see, and that's good right there because you've already said that you want this person to handle videography, social media, which is a big component of what's going on in the world right now yes. between Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Those are the big ones that I use yes. uh, very often as well. So you want to probably have, you already have a plan as far as which ones you want to really represent yourself at and dial in the messages and be consistent across all um, platforms right? as well. Right. So that's good. Do you have an idea of who the perfect client is? The client, they call it the client avatar. Uh, would it be solopreneurs, entrepreneur, small teams, uh, larger corporations, Fortune 100, 500, Fortune 1000 type of businesses? Do you know who your your best clients might be? Yes. Um, my best client is small business, meaning 30 million, 500 employee team or less. Okay. Um, so small business owners, small business HR, hiring people, um, small business development people, What whoever in that small business deals with recruiting, hiring, development company culture. So that's my ideal client. Um, some more bullet points under that, um, a small business leader who is frustrated with hiring, has high turnover, keeps using Indeed and Glassdoor and all of those things, and they don't find the right people. Um, they know their culture is really a struggle. They keep losing high performers. They go home at night and they complain to their partner or spouse that they've lost another high performer. So it's, um, so it's the small business leader who's really frustrated, ready to find all-star people, but just doesn't know how to recruit, hire, or develop the people that align with their organization. Okay. So now we've, we've kind of hammered out in, in a quick fashion mm -hmm. the, the, the way you want your business to look and feel and what the structure is going to be like, say, a year from now. And you want to go from a three to a six on a scale of one to ten. Excellent. Big question. Why do you want your business to be a six-figure business? Ah, that's a great question, man. Um, I'll give you a few reasons. Number one, my goal in life is to inspire as many people as possible. 
Mm-hmm. The avenue I'm doing that at, at this season of my life is through teaching small business leaders how to hire, recruit, and develop all-star teams. Um, in that, for me personally, my satisfaction is I reduce the stress level of those small business leaders. I help them increase revenue through finding great people and developing them. And these people that are really frustrated at finding great companies to work for, now we've all of a sudden empowered those people to find great career paths. And so that's a personal satisfaction level. Um, monetarily, like many people, uh, I didn't grow up with a gold spoon in my mouth. I grew up on the farm in Southwest Oklahoma, where my dad was a school teacher and a farmer. Um, we never had a ton of money. We never were dirt poor, but we never had a lot of options. Um, I had kids as I, when I was young. And so your kids grow and they cost money and college costs money. And so um, again, personally, financially, I want to position myself to be in a, a situation that I have options. I love investing. I love doing different things. And so like many people, to have those options is a really, really cool thing and to reduce the stress of financial burden. So I love traveling. And that's one thing I want to do more of, whether I'm consulting or speaking or going fly fishing. I just want to do more of that, man. And that's why I love being self-employed because you own the power when you're self-employed or you should. <laughs> a lot of yes. us, often have, but, you, but you should. And so really it is about positioning myself uh, financially, having some options. But again, that deep satisfaction of really empowering leaders. I, I, I garnered this motto about 20 years ago, and that was a leader of leaders, being someone that really impacts other people who impact others. And that's very important to me. And so, um, so those are the reasons that I want to grow my business and grow my work, um, to help more people and to help myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in this next question, I mean, if you choose not to answer it, that's absolutely fine because I, I rarely go backward with people. And that's what I tell people as a coach, you know, we start here and move forward because I'm not uh, a therapist or, or anything related. Was there ever a boss you had or a leader you had that did so much damage to a company that you worked for or knew about? that caused you to want to take this lane and to really select it. Cause a lot of times we come from a place say, boy, I don't ever want to be like that person. What I'm going to do is dedicate my life to creating uh, more positive. And, and the more I ask that question, some really interesting stories right. come out of things that happen to people. So I'm going to give, um, I want, I do want to respond to that. And I'm going to make this as quick as I possibly can, but I think there, we, we started this conversation with, you know, life is integrated. Nothing is separate. And, since I was 10 years old, all I wanted to do was be a pastor. That was it. That was my life ambition. And it still is in a way. Um, I got away from church. I worked in ministry for a long time. I got out of that for various reasons. And so I've spent the last 10, 15 years of my life trying to figure out, okay, even though I'm away from that system of work, that system of belief, I still have the heart of a nurturer and, you know, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, so with that, um, to, to answer your question directly, when I was 19 years old, I worked at a radio shack and I feel like I can talk about this because that company is no longer in existence. I don't think so. Um, I worked at a radio shack and I'll never forget it was, it was Christmas season. So in retail Christmas season is always insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the reason, but the manager we had at that store was really volatile he could be the nicest guy in the world. And then he would go in the back and go do something and come. I mean, it wasn't like day to day volatile. It was like 
lunch break volatile, you know? Mm. And so one time um, our store was in an outdoor mall. And so people parked their cars directly in front of the store so they could see in the window. Well, it was right before Christmas. We were really busy. Well, he locks the door kicks all the customers out of the store. So they're, they're standing there outside of the store, looking in the window. He locks the door and proceeds to just, I mean, it's the worst cussing out I've probably ever had in my life. He was kicking boxes. One of the boxes he kicked hit one of the employees and cut his arm. So this is in 96. So it's a little different, right? If it would have happened now, the guy probably would have ended up in jail. It was the craziest thing. He was throwing batteries. I don't know if you remember, but Radio Shack used to be the place that we went for batteries, right? Oh, yeah. He he went to the battery rack and grabbed batteries, and he's throwing batteries. And I don't even remember what his tantrum was about. And so in my head, you do, you're right. You make a mental note of that, and you go, well, I never want to be that guy. Conversely, um, after I went to school, went to seminary for a few years, uh, I went back into retail because I was kind of burned out for, you know, taking four years of school in two. So, so I went to went back into retail. Uh, I went to work for a high fashion uh, clothing store, and I have a new book coming out in the next month or two. And that book is specifically inspired from what I learned in a good way from the leadership that I had at this other company. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, I learned what not to do. Conversely, I also learned what to do. And I've kind of always been more attracted to that. Um, my granddad taught me when I was a kid, he said, Mitchell, that's my real name, Mitchell, when you have kids, don't worry about teaching them what's wrong. Just teach them what's right. Mm. And then they'll recognize what's wrong. And that always stuck with me. And so, yes, in 1996 at Radio Shack, I had an experience that I never wanted to give other people. Yeah. But then in the late 90s, in 97, 98, I had an experience for the next five years with a company that um, my book is a direct reflection in a positive way. So this guy who always just wanted to be a pastor all of a sudden fell in love with business. And so that's where I get the mantra, you know, bringing the art of humanity back to business. And that's really my my life's mantra professionally. So yeah. There's the answer to your question. Yes. Something did happen <laughs> positively yeah. and negatively. Yes. Yeah. And see, those are the stories that I love to get to when I ask people, you know, why do you want this? Answers that I get are, well, I don't know. My life stinks right now. So this right. is be better. Right. And I go, okay, why, why? And the reason I ask that, and, and I love, I love that whole story. I love everything about it because you have the yin and the yang, the positive yes. and the negative, the good and the bad all wrapped up in it. So when somebody goes, Mitch, why do you want to do this? Let me tell you about a leader <laughs> right. I had in 1996 yes. and you get, you tap back emotionally into that. Mm -hmm. And and I once had a dear friend um, who asked me years ago, why did you become a speaker? And I started off with this fluff stuff of, I want to help people. And he asked, why, why, why? 17 wise in, we got the truth. That is the tears are coming down my yes. face. A friend who believed in me when I was 24 years old to follow my dream of being on the radio when I finally did it, when I didn't believe in myself, I did it, got my first job. He died three weeks later. I worked 10 years worth of uh, 10 years in radio. And at the very end of it, I remembered saying, I'm here because someone believed in me when I didn't, when I became a speaker, I said, that's my why. Yes. I want to help yes. others who don't believe in themselves. So yes. always be ready to tell and relive. We never tell stories, by the way, anyway, we relive. Right, them. 
Right. Yes. So always keep that one there. Even if you go find, and, and as we get up to the visuals part of the vision board, go find a picture of a pack of Radio Shack batteries. And That's put a that great idea. And you are going to roar every time <laughs> you see it. That's a great idea. So my next question is, Mitch, are you the type of guy, confidence-wise, skill-wise, uh, dedication-wise, focus-wise, who can take your business from a three to a six inside of a year by myself? Are you the type of person? And there's really no wrong answer to this. It mm -hmm. just means what other resources do we need to bring in? Are you that person? So my first, my gut response is no doubt. Mm -hmm. My second response is, but I know I need other resources, people, mentorship. So I would say it's a yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would be, that would be my answer. Okay. But see, you're aware of it. Um, and I've literally, I've coached speakers before and they're brand new. And, and I've been speaking now for 17 years and they come in and I say, okay, what's your goal? I want to be a speaker. I say, Great. How big of an audience do you want to be in front of? Well, I'm really shy. Or I'm, I'm so nervous in front of people. Okay, we're going to have to work on this a little bit. Yes. So, you know, they say, well, I can't get it to that level within a year by myself. So then we bring in a speaker coach. You join national speakers. You join Toastmasters. So there's always these outside sources where you can go and kind of beef up your toolbox a little bit yes. if you need yes. to. Um, so I like your answer because you know that if you do hit a roadblock, you're going to go look for somebody. Right. And a resource to tap into and not be afraid to or see that as a weakness. So that's good. Yeah, I feel like a superpower is self-awareness, right? Yeah. And um, and and I've really, I've really worked on that the last. I've tried to work on that my whole life, but mm -hmm. really going back to the story of you know wanting to always be a pastor, then kind of changing paths is when I kind of started learning the art of self-awareness because you're rediscovering, you're letting loose of these things that you thought were going to work out in life and didn't. And I often think people don't sit with themselves long enough to become aware of what they can do and what they need support on. And so um, that's really valuable to me. And, and really that's what you're saying is that art of self-awareness Yeah, that it's okay to, it's okay to know you can't do something, yeah. just go learn it or find someone who can do it either way. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're not a failure because you can't do anything because right. you can't do everything. I should say, right. I wouldn't want to do everything. I tried it that way for too many years. And now, I'm surrounded by all these people now who've got my back yeah. and, and I add value for them. They add value for me. I can reach out to these people and say, Hey, you know, I got this idea. And they'll say, go talk to this person. He's the yes. system person, or she's the creative, or this yes. person is a social media expert. will tell you exactly how to dial in your messages mm -hmm. versus the, well, I'll just throw this out here and see if it works. We got yeah. the worst fireworks show in the world. You're launching all these little weak <laughs> right. things into the world. And they're just going, <laughs> Right. And that's it. You know, you're throwing a lot of duds. Yeah. People don't like dud firework shows. So right. surround yourself with the best. Um, the next exercise in my program, we don't necessarily have to do it now. It's it's a what I call I jokingly the letter to Santa Claus, where you mm -hmm. just sit with pen and paper and you write the ultimate versions of everything for your entire business. And that's that's a time taking thing. So I want to jump ahead to the next part. Once you select the the actual goals. Mm -hmm. that you want to create. And in my program, this is step seven out of 10, where most people start off just with pictures in a vision board party, which uh, I have a t-shirt line that says on the back, friends don't let friends attend vision board parties. Because I think they're <laughs> utterly worthless. They're just a hair above resolutions because right. you got wine, cheese, crackers, scissors, and glue sticks. Right. Um, 
start to think of the pictures. Now we've already established one. If you could find a picture of mm -hmm. a, a pack of Radio Shack batteries mm -hmm. with lightning bolts coming out of it or something, mm -hmm. that's going to remind you of that. If you have an ultimate, what your office, creative space, mm -hmm. coaching room, whatever it might look like, find a picture that represents that. And always remember to go back to all of the other uh, parts of the life wheel, your career, your finances, relationships, connection, spirituality, ethics, morals, integrity, all of these things, words in pictures and mantras, or what I work on a lot of time with my, my clients is hashtags. Mm. You know, one of my right. clients wanted to go on a safari in Africa and her favorite animal is a giraffe. So I thought giraffe, Africa, giraffe, that became her hashtag. <laughs> right. And it's, it's gone around the world and she's yeah. going next summer. Wow. Because of wow. uh, you know the pandemic, she hasn't been able to. We worked for two years chipping away. Wow. And anytime anybody, she's now known as Giraffica Jen. <laughs> I mean, it's just, she's become branded for a goal she had. And right. Everyone cheers her on because she had a distinct, vivid vision. Mm -hmm. So if you get a pack of Radio Shacks, and then maybe you get the logo of that higher-end clothing line, and you put them near each other, maybe with the higher-end clothing one just above it a bit. Think of what is most important in your entire life to you. You put that in the center. Everything else works its way out from there. Things that are interconnected, put them near each other. Right. So that when you're taking one step per day, it can impact more than one goal. You know, mm -hmm. as, as you rise here, it makes the likelihood of something else that's connected to it that is maybe part of the process or part of the timeline more likely to happen. And I, I liken this to an old wooden roller coaster. You have to go get in. They don't hold a lot of people. So you want to make sure everybody that's on it is going to right. take the ride. Right. You got to go click, click, mm -hmm. click, click, click. You can't cheat your way to the top. You can't mm -hmm. wish your way to the top. You can't ask God to start the ride at the top because right. it's just not going to work. You got to do all the work to get there. So start to think of the visuals that represent every single one of your goals from that brainstorming session. I call it the brainstorm blueprint. In all the areas of your life, start to gather the pictures, lay them out on the table in front of you and let it tell your story. And you're going to know Yes. when you look at the pictures, say, if you, if you say, well, I got three things here. I don't know which one I want. Go find a mirror, look in the mirror, hold up each one. The one that makes you smile the most, start mm -hmm. there. Keep it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a keeper. It's at least a starting point because right, right now, right. today, your energy and your goals say, this is the story I want to tell. This is what I want to see a year from now. Put yes. a big number six on there. Yeah. You yeah. know, for, for the, the ranking you want to be, but you also want to be six figures. Mm -hmm. So start to think of how you can visually represent these things. And the last part of the program is what I call the uh, connections, resources, and actions. You obviously do not want to do everything yourself because right. I don't think any of us should. Right. right. I don't anymore. Right. Think of the connections, the people you're going to have to meet along the way who can maybe guide you. Um, so connections, resources, think of things you might have to learn or get better at, or watch a YouTube video or take a course or read a book or some bit of knowledge out there that if you take it in and start to apply it, you can advance yourself at a more rapid mm -hmm. pace. And then think of the actions you have to take on a regular basis. You look at your board every day. And like I said, what one step toward one of these goals can I take today? Just one step. Yes. One of my mentors, a guy named Chris Whitehead, he goes, brother, he goes, you're working way too hard at this. The 7.7 .7 billion people in the world, you don't need them all. <laughs> right. And you only have to be 1% better than you were yesterday. Right, right. So when you put this all together mm -hmm. and you say, okay, here I am now, we're one month in, two months in, three months in, 
what steps can I take to get closer and make this happen? And I know some people say, I'll leave it up to the universe. Don't do that. Right. The universe is part of it, but you become attractive and magnetic and you see the opportunities because you're not staring at your shoes or your phone, walking forward and tripping into a fountain. You know, some people say, oh, I want more money, but they don't take intelligent action. They walk around staring at their shoes on their phone and they fall into a fountain and congratulations, you're rich in pennies, nickels, and dimes. Yes. Yes. That you got gonna, money. That you're, that you're going to take and go buy a lottery ticket with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and leave silver <laughs> dust all over the floor mats in your car. So, you know, what it comes down to, know where you are now, know where you want to be and start to really begin to see it. Know why you want it. Think, flesh out your plan to get there. What it's going to look like, feel like, sound like, smell like, be like. Then gather the pictures that represent all of this and really connect emotionally with them. Yeah. It, it's You may as well just write a letter to Santa Claus if you don't connect your emotions. Right. And your why. Right. Right. And then put it together as the story, you know, like the wall mounted GPS for the next year. And then consistently take your actions. And a huge thing that a lot of people don't remember Be grateful every day for at least one thing. Uh, Be grateful for the steps you took yesterday, for the connections and conversations you had yesterday, for the opportunity you saw yesterday that maybe you wouldn't have appreciated before. You want to write these things down because the end of the year, you're not going to remember all these things. Right. Unless you commit them pen to paper to mind and heart. That's how I walk people through. And that's individuals, it's entrepreneurs, and even inside of companies now, I'm working with entire teams and it is amazing what they start to learn about each other and the relationships that deepen inside of a company when they all have that big common goal for the business, but also their individual goals. I see people cheering each other on, making connections for each other. Yes. Saying, I didn't know that was your goal. I tell you what, I got healthy two years ago. Let me introduce you to my nutritionist. And all of a sudden, yeah. you're bonding over this stuff. And all of a sudden, the energy inside the company's better. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and I hope it's been helpful to, to kind of walk through this. I don't know how long it's been since you thought about the Radio Shack story, but I, I'm never going to forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I actually tell that story quite often. I think about it. Okay, big, good. And the reason I do is because years ago, it, it became what you're saying it should become. It, it became one of those, wa- what I call watershed moments of, yeah. Yeah, I recognize that's not how I'm going to treat other people. And it, was, and it was just one of those moments in life that you're like, what is going on? I feel like we all have about five moments in our life, right? Where we're really like, what is happening right now? And that was one of mine at 19 years old. I was like, this dude is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah. he's well. I hope he's lived and I hope his stress didn't... Uh, didn't kill him. I hope he's doing well. I have no idea what happened to him, where he is. I can remember his name. I'm not going to say it, but yeah, but, but that, you know, working through similar processes over the years are the reason I still tell that story because a, it's a great story and B it does. It, it brings, um, it puts flesh on what you don't want to be and those hold value. I don't think our focus should ever solely be, well, that's not what I want to be. So it's going to like, like I hear athletes a lot. Well, I'm, you know, I'm proving the naysayers wrong. Well, that's not sustainable because at some point yeah. you're going to forget those voices. And so, but, but those stories are great. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those and they make us who we are and why do. we do what we do. You know, and that's the great part of it. And, and actually to touch on what you just said about the athletes, you know, proving everybody else wrong. You can really damage yourself doing that. 100%. 
Yeah. And I came up with a message a few years ago for a client. I said, I said, just be really careful. I'm not trying to tell you what to do here because I try to never do that. But just think about it this way. Do you want to succeed to spite them or despite them? Mm. And the person went, oh, I said, one of them, it's all, you know, fire and gut and, and acid in your stomach, getting so angry about it. And the other one is just succeeding because you want to succeed and you don't care if it ticks them off. It could annoy right. the crap out of them and you might giggle a little bit, but you're not doing it to say, hey, up yours. You know, it's right. you're doing it for you, but, you know, you know, they're not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't help their reaction and response, but you can just run your race for your sake. Yes. And run it the best you can, not to yes. stick it down someone else's throat, but to climb up your mountain, whatever your mountain of success looks like. Yes. I love that, man. I love that. Steve, this has been great. Um, I, I appreciate you walking me through that. Um, I, I hope the listeners are able to take some notes. And, and I know there are more elements, as you alluded to, to your program. So tell people where they can find you. We'll also put those in the show notes, but just tell people where they can find you to learn more about uh, what we've just done to learn more about your program and to potentially, uh, you know, entertain the idea of, of bringing you on in their life and hiring you to help guide them. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, nice and easy place to find me. It's motivationalfirewood.com. The products page has the program on the main page. There's actually a free webinar explaining what the law of attraction is all about and how to kind of harness it for yourself. And for anybody who wishes to have it, there's a nice, easy, quick eight minute video called visualize in five. If you go to motivationalfirewood.com forward slash V I five, anybody can have that for free and enjoy it. It's a great little reminder. It's only about eight minutes long. And I joke with my clients, it fits between your snooze buttons in case you stay in bed too long in the morning. <laughs> you know, you can watch it a couple of times and I'll count that as learning, you know, if you right. do that. So don't feel guilty about sleeping in if you're listening to my video. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Um, motivationalfirewood.com. And we'll put that in the show notes and that way people can link over quickly. So Steve, again, thank you so much for this. I've loved working through this and telling the stories again and, um, and, and visualizing some things in my mind. And I will definitely add them to the work that I'm, that I'm already doing. So um, leave, leave the people with one piece of inspiration. We, before the show, you and I were talking about how this really feels like a time of transition in many ways. And yeah. so leave the people with a bit of inspiration, whether they're, you know, a business leader or whether they're a, a, a mom or a dad at home with kids this summer, whatever, whatever life looks like, maybe they're searching for a new career. Maybe they're out of necessity or out of a pivot, whatever. Um, yeah. Leave them with a good nugget before we uh, sign off today. Yep. One of my favorites this year is actually a lesson I learned from one of my grandfathers. He never said the words, but he lived it. Mm -hmm. Leave at least one situation a day better than you found it. Mm. And it doesn't have to cost money. It could be a smile. It could be a word of encouragement for somebody. It could be a compliment. It could be rescuing shopping carts at the grocery store so they don't roll and dent someone's car, which I call shopping cart rodeo. <laughs> but if you see an opportunity out there to leave at least one situation a day better, do it. And you're going to find actually the person who gets the biggest reward out of it might be you. Yeah. Love that. That's perfect. Leave things better than you found them and people as well. Yes. I love it, brother. Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on the Mitch Gray show. This has been amazing. Uh, and thank you for sharing your knowledge and for walking me through. That was so much fun walking through that process. And so 
Brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to The Mitch Brace Show. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode with Steve Gamlin. Make sure you follow all the links to connect with him in the show notes. And subscribe to The Mitch Grace Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. And hey, invite someone else to subscribe to the show or share share your favorite podcasting platform. Share The Mitch Grace Show with them. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, and make sure you follow us on all social media platforms as well. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have peace and visualization and take some time tonight to be grateful for three things. That's your challenge today. Be grateful for three things. We will talk to you soon.